ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Tuesday, March 31st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So we're in day number 5,433 of, of what it feels like anyway, of lockdown and I figured today would be a good day to make that phone call to Chuck McGill. And so that's happening. Chuck, of course, is the czar of all good things at Marshall University. That's his official title at Marshall University, czar of all good things. Chuck's going to come on the program. We're going to talk to him a little bit. Marshall has done a great job with their social media accounts, keeping fans updated, engaged, interacting with herd fans. Letting herd fans know what's up. Chuck's a big part of that. And of course, we're going to talk to him as he will be on the program with us here in a few minutes. And of course, we'll get your phone calls in later on at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk to Chuck. He informed me today, I don't I don't need one. I do not need an excuse. So we're going to have fun with Chuck here coming up in the next few minutes. And of course, we'll go over everything that's happening in sports today. I do want to start with what's happening as far as the coronavirus in West Virginia. 28 counties now reporting confirmed cases. The State Department of Health and Human Resources said that the state has confirmed 17 new cases of coronavirus, bringing the state count to 162. 28 of the state's 55 counties have now reported a positive case. Canal and Monagalia counties both report 31 confirmed cases. That is the most among the counties. The DHHR said as of this afternoon, 4,143 residents have been tested for COVID-19 with 162 positive, 3,981 negative, and one death. So we just want to keep everything in perspective while we are trying to stay with you here and, and keep you moving forward here as a lot of us are still either in home quarantine or limited access to getting out of the house, essential workers. Again, thank you to all essential workers who listen to this program. Definitely appreciate you being out there. And, of course, everyone else that is open right now for those businesses that can remain open. Again, we've got a list on our website if you are looking for places to go support Go to WRVC.com. We've got a list there of all the businesses that are trying to help you staying open, drive through, carry out, whatever the case may be. We've got a list of businesses that you should definitely go support. Again, head to our website, WRVC.com. So what's happening today in sports? Well, we kind of knew this would happen. The KHSAA suspending spring sports indefinitely. So we're starting to get to that terminology now where we're going down the line further. We're finding out that we're pushing this back a little bit more as far as our quarantine is concerned. 
we're not going to see sport anytime soon, at least 30, 45 days. I think that's a fair, rough estimate. What happens after that, I don't know. But that's what we're looking at right now. So spring sports indefinitely suspended. And Kentucky, of course, West Virginia as well. Students are ordered to remain out of school, at home. You've got more remote learning going on. So the situation hasn't changed from that. The good news today, the NCAA voting Monday, approving a waiver for spring sport athletes because their seasons were cut short due to the spread of COVID-19. They're going to get an extra year of eligibility back. Now, financial aid for each athlete whose eligibility would have otherwise been exhausted in 2019-20 will be determined by the individual institution. So this is going to be a school-by-school basis. Again, you're trying to allow them the option to come back the same time institutions are going to have to work and try to see where the finances work for them because institutions already are feeling the pinch a little bit. They're not receiving as much money from the NCAA due to, of course, everything being shut down. The big line that we're going to look at next is football. That's the big line. If we cross a certain point where football is going to have to either be pushed back, postponed, canceled, those are the lines we're looking at right now. We've got plenty of time, though, to see where this goes. Trying to be optimistic here. It's definitely a fluid situation still to this day. But the good news is hopefully we're all taking everyone's advice serious as far as medical institutions, doctors, health care. We're taking all that seriously. So I've been pretty impressed with uh, so far the response for the most part in West Virginia, Ohio, and Kentucky. And, of course, everyone is doing their part. I know if you or at least in the immediate area. And Barbersville did this last week. Huntington is following suit. No more access to the parks for a while for the most part. Again, trying to limit social interaction in large groups. I mean, common sense stuff. You can't congregate in large groups. That's the point of social distancing. That's the point of this. So that's where we stand now. Of course, we'll keep you updated on everything as the weeks progress. But when we come back from break, I want to talk to Chuck McGill. I just want to. That's that's it. That's all I have. That's the reason. I want to talk to Chuck McGill. I want to find out what's happening at Marshall University. Let the fun ensue when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to welcome to the program now the Assistant Athletic Director for Fan Donor Engagement and Communications at Marshall University and just an all-around fun guy. Chuck McGill is with us on the program. I mean, I could go over all of Chuck's honors, all of Chuck's duties, but... I don't have an entire hour to do so. Let's just say he's really good at what he does, and he's on the program with us now. How you doing, sir? Good, you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you holding up? Um, 
I mean, you're usually a guy that likes to go out and interact with people. I mean, that's kind of your job, fan, donor, engagement. It's kind of hard to engage when you're uh, at your house. Yeah, when you have engagement and communications in your job title and if there's a stay-at-home order and your boss tells you to work remotely, um, yeah, I'm doing a lot of talking to pets. Um, so, you know, obviously hanging out with my family, but, uh, you know, I just – it's it's tough. It's tough. I, there's, I find myself at times, you know, wanting to call up Mike Hamrick and say, you know, tell me one of those stories you've told me a thousand times. And I thought I would never say that, but I like now I miss that stuff. Wow. That's, um, I know. Yeah. Right. I know. Um, I haven't I seen Bill Cornwell in a week and a half. I haven't missed it. I will say that though. <laughs> we can arrange that. I can figure <laughs> out some, some way to quarantine him and, and bring him to you. Um, let's swap. I'll give you Cornwell. <laughs> I get Hamrick. Uh, no deal. No deal? Sorry. Nope. Uh, Sorry, what, Bill. What would you take for Cornwell? <clears throat> what would you give for Cornwell? Uh, I don't know. It depends. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's got to be a sweetener, though. No. Okay, what do you, you want? Usually, though, I mean, when, when we're on it, like, if, he, if he's got, you know, if he's got some food with him, like, that's, that's our bond on the road for football. Um, you know, we, we find, we find good restaurants on the, on these football road trips and, and go out. And, and so, you know, he's, he's got, you know, he's got some, some good value there. So if he's got some, he loves barbecue. So if he's got some good barbecue with him, then yeah, then, then I think we got to even swap. Okay. I'm going to work on that for you. We're going to get back to you. Yeah. This might be a new yeah. segment on the show every week. What would you take for, <laughs> what would you take for Bill Cornwell? <laughs> Chuck McGill's with us. And so I got inspired today because uh, you wrote a really compelling piece on HerdZone.com that illustrated the importance of just communicating with people in a crisis of this seriousness, this magnitude. I mean, we've never gone through anything like this in our lifetime. And you had a great piece just illustrating the point that, hey, look, social media is a great way for us to continue to be connected and you illustrated some of the great things that's going on. I mean, nobody at Marshall is just sitting at home idle on their hands. I mean, you're still out there. You're engaging with fans, donors. You're engaging with people. It doesn't matter if they're a fan donor or not. You're just engaging with people. Yeah, you know, we, we obviously anticipated uh, a busy spring. We, you know, we still had uh, basketball season going on, and how, you know, who knows how long that would have went. You know, last year it went into April. Uh, we had started up our spring sports, and, um, you know, I, not only – uh, I'm in charge of written content for HerdZone.com and um, oversee a, a chunk of our, our social media um, and you know, our, our athletic department publication, Thundering Herd Illustrated, our magazine, uh, but also um, oversee our streaming. So we had all this streaming going on at once. We had softball and baseball home games and, you know, the potential for more basketball games. And, uh, the, you know, the spring was looming. So we were, we thought, you know, we thought, hey, we're not going to get, um, you know, get to football you know, until June, basically, outside of those 15 spring practices. Um, but you know, our, obviously our timeline changed, and we started thinking, you know, how can we properly recap um, our spring uh, sports season, you know, our winter sports seasons and our spring sports seasons uh, that we're wrapping up uh, or just getting going? And then, you know, how can we shift our attention to football? Because we have to operate like everything's going to be fine uh, there that last week of July, you know, to, to open camp, and that we're going to be – at East Carolina on August 29th, ready to go for the season opener. 
So, you know, let's keep, let's keep martial athletics fresh in everyone's mind. Let's keep people engaged. Um, you know, let's give them daily content. You know, my wife's in the news business and, uh, you know, the, the paper is stuffed full every day of, uh, of news about what's going on with the pandemic and sports have always been kind of arrested, uh, from, you know, the, the, you know, things that bog us down uh, in the world. And, uh, you know, we don't have that right now. So how can we sort of manufacture, um, and, and really honestly, people all across the country are doing a great job on, uh, with their social media content. Um, I saw where you know, the NBA is going to do a, a NBA 2K tournament with the players and you've got, you know, all these different bracket, uh, competitions and, uh, there's so much going on right now that, that's keeping people, you know, replaying old games and, uh, you know, voting in polls. And, and I think all that stuff is neat because it's, it's reminding us really just how important sports are to our daily lives. And we're trying to figure out how to keep it fresh in everyone's minds and give you, give you a little bit of distraction. Chuck McGill is with us. He's the Assistant Athletic Director for Fan Donor Engagement and Communications at Marshall University. So how do you keep positive? How do you stay upbeat? Because every day you see the numbers, you see the news, and you've got to tune all of that out, not because you don't care, but you're trying to be positive. You're trying to offer content. You're trying to actually connect with people, maybe give them that that momentarily that momentary smile. You know, you're trying to brighten yeah. their day. You're, you're trying to do that. And I know that's got to be tough because you're trying to do that. And at the same time, you're just like the rest of us. Sure. And, you know, uh, you know, I have family members who, you know, are frontline workers. Um, my mother is a daily employee at an essential business. Uh, that's you know, a high volume of traffic. So I know she's coming in contact with people who might be carrying it. Um, you know, my dad's down in South Florida, you know, so it's real personal. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes, um, you know, it, with, with martial athletics, we really do such a good job across the board. Uh, and I say we, our coaches, uh, our administrators, our student athletes, uh, you know, academic, cross campus, everyone, um, that we, we really enjoy a lot of success. Uh, and I know that people want to you know, use championship banners as a barometer and, and trust me, we love the rings and we love the banners and we love seeing our kids win championships, but there's so much more to it than that. And, you know, uh, the, the Thundering Herd Illustrator is just is, is getting to our donors right now um, that I finished up the, the March issue, you know, had a large uh, story in it about our academic success, success in the fall, which was just across the board, the best we've ever done since it's been recorded. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of that is attributed to the, the academic center that's uh, only a few years old and we're starting to see the dividends of that. I stay positive because there's so much that we do that's the, there's to be positive about um, and be able to share that message and share what, what our student athletes are accomplishing. And it's coming through in these videos now. You know, I reached out to our, our student athletes and said, hey, you know, if you're working out at home, you know, put a camera down, you know, put your phone down and, and record it so, you know, we can give kids, um, you know, something to, to you know, aspire to and look forward to every day and, you know, read, read books. You know, Will Almer wrote, you know, read give a mouse a cookie uh, the other day. And, you know, uh, anybody who knows him knows that he's just a, a unique guy. And <clears throat> I think you see a lot of the personalities and the type of kids we have um, throughout our, our athletic department, you know, 370 some kids. And uh, you see a lot of what they're about coming through at a time like this. I think one thing you should do is cooking tips with Ari Agnes. That should be a feature. <laughs> Ari's great. Uh, she's been very helpful and, in getting us uh, content. In fact, she 
she has a one we haven't released. She, uh, she read a children's book um, on video, so we still got to release that one. And we've got a lot more planned. Um, we've got some things to kind of uh, punctuate the the men's and women's basketball seasons. Both teams, uh, which you know, ended the season on a win, uh, so that's not over. Um, and we've got uh, obviously a lot more football uh, and other stuff planned throughout the. I mean, not just in the immediate future, but uh, we're ready. You know, if this if this is a April, May, June thing, we're ready to to keep on pushing out content in the months ahead. Well, when you talk to Ari, tell her it was my idea for her to do cooking tips. She'll understand completely. Absolutely. If we start, it becomes money because So you're basically her agent now. I, I think so. I think I am her agent. Um, I mean, yeah. it's it's a good relationship so far, and you can't yeah, if, you can't control her. If, I mean, she's so full yeah. of energy. I mean, you just can't control that. You just have to let it go. Well, I mean, it was just on the radio, and everything you hear on the radio is true. So it's it's good. You're good. Chuck McGill is joining us, the Assistant Athletic Director for Fan Donor Engagement and Communications at Marshall University. I'm just going to say, Chuck, everybody knows what you do. You you do a good job. Uh, I don't have to put a title with it. It's so long anyway. But um, <laughs> You've got all of this stuff planned. You're, um, you're constantly working. You've got your video guys working. You've got HerdZone.com as an outlet. You've got the social media platforms. And everybody's been such a, uh, I guess, been so helpful. Uh, what are some of the things maybe that that's going on that we're not seeing or what's going on behind the scenes at Marshall University that you can talk about? Because it's not all just, hey, make a funny video or make something like that. I mean, every day, you know, behind the scenes, the athletic department, you guys are doing it as much as you possibly can. The student athletes, I'm, I'm sure there's, I mean, tons of stuff we just don't know that's going on. Sure. You know, I miss the, the daily interaction where you had, you know, a better understanding of what was going on because you know, we were in our, our senior staff meeting every week and you saw people every week. Um, not that we're not communicating, but I feel like now we're more in our areas. So my external team, which, you know, we have an assistant athletic director uh, for marketing, which is Tyler Abel, our assistant athletic director for ticketing, which is Cole Woodrum. And then, you know, people like Jake Griffith, who's our, our director of multimedia and helping us with those videos and, you know, people who work under Cole and Tyler, that's our external team. So I'm working more tightly with those people right now. Um, just, you know, we're not interested at all right now in, in making money you know, and that kind of stuff. We're not pushing people for tickets. We're obviously not asking for donations. All that stuff is just is not a priority right now uh, with everything going on. But then you have people in the other, you know, in, in the Shoei building, um, you know, they're working remotely, but the administrators who, you know, are more worried about things like the budget, you know, trying to, you know, keep up with you know, some of the news you were talking about um, on the other side of that break where, um, you know, you know, the, you know the, the distribution of funds and, you know, anticipating any, uh, you know, impacts on the football season and, and trying to, you know, it's all so fluid and trying to prepare for that. You're getting daily updates on, on you know, the pandemic and, and what's, you know, how it's affecting our campus and our community. Uh, so there's so many different components and we're kind of isolated and kind of segmented off and just focused on our uh, kind of mini huddles now rather than one big huddle. Um, but that's kind of how things are operating right now. Are you surprised at how efficient everyone has become? I mean, maybe you're not surprised. This is just uh, the first time that everyone's been able to independently flex their skills and still be a team. No, uh, I'm pretty I'm, – I'm, this is pretty much what I expected. Um, you know, we, we met – we were able to meet one final time you know, you know, I didn't go to Frisco, but a large part of our uh, senior staff did. 
and they returned that Friday after everything was canceled. And so we were able to meet up on Monday and, and Tuesday for a little bit um, before we started working uh, remotely from home permanently. And that gave us enough time to kind of put a plan in place and, uh, you know, uh, you know, make sure that everybody you know, had a role and had a duty and was, was out there uh, doing something to make the herd better. So, you know, we don't have the games right now. We don't know when we'll have them back. And, uh, you know, our, our, you know, what, what we usually do, it's, it's a little limited, but, you know, there's still ways to be productive. And it just doesn't surprise me. We have a good team. We have good people at Marshall. Um, you know, we have good coaches. We have good staff. The kids are great. Uh, so, you know, everybody's, you know, and we're so, con- you're so again, the, the, the point of today's thing was we're so connected, you know, and I want people to understand, you know, you just have Twitter. We're on Facebook. You just have Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok, you know, um, and, and then there's all these sub-sites. Uh, it's not just your main herd zone, you know, we're, we're pumping content through you know, each individual, you know, herd softball, herd football, herd baseball. Um, so, uh, you know, women's soccer, I don't even have a hand in that. I have a hand on so much social media. They're, they're just tweeting up a storm volleyball. Uh, I saw them tweet out, uh, you know, a, a coloring page for kids. Uh, I had nothing to do with that. That's all volleyball on its own, coming up with its own ideas of ways to engage, um, you know, the public and the community. And that, I think it's awesome. I want a coloring book with uh, you, Mike Hamrick, Steve Cotton. I want, I want a coloring book of, of some of my, my favorites. I mean, you, I mean, asking you, shall we see? Okay. I, I can, I can put somebody on that. I, I need that. I, I mean, come on. I can have Cornwell in the corner coloring in Steve Cotton. You know, I could color in Hamrick and, you know, we get, we all have a good time here. I love it. I think that's the next step. Okay. I like it. Mm. So, all right. Chuck, it. Chuck McGill is with us here on the program. Um, you mentioned we're getting to that point now where the leagues, they're doing things with video games. Uh, NASCAR, I think, is heads and shoulders. Same with Indy. Mm-hmm. Indy. They're heads and shoulders above everybody with the iRacing. Um, I don't know what you can do on the college athletic side of things, but, I mean, am I going to see you know, maybe a Chuck McGill uh, MLB tournament? I mean, is that going to be something I can go and watch every other night? Maybe you playing playing that? I can can I look forward to that? Who would want to watch me play video games? My my son does that stuff, and I just don't I don't get it. But I watch my son play video games just because it's comical. So that might be the new thing, though. Keep keep that in mind. That might be yeah. how we entertain ourselves here over the next few weeks. Because right now, you know what the big thing is? It's classic games on either ESPN or NBC or CBS mm-hmm. or Fox. And we've picked up classic Pittsburgh Pirates broadcasts, which were fascinating. I mean, we got to hear the 1960 World Series Game 7 the other night, and uh, we got one of the uh, games in 1990 between the Reds and the Pirates last night, and UK is doing their tournament run. I mean, I'm trying to think maybe we need to do that for Marshall as well. I mean, Steve's got all the tapes. Let's get that. Let's open that library, Chuck. <laughs> Let's open that library. <laughs> Let's talk about another guy. Steve's my next door neighbor uh, in the uh, Henderson Center. So I haven't seen that guy in like three weeks. Um, and he's isolated there over in Ohio. So uh, if he's listening, I hope he's doing well. I still talk to him. It's not like I, my, his phone number doesn't work or anything, but, uh, you know. Miss that guy too. That's I think that's the good. I think it's the hardest. Uh, the hardest part, uh, Paul was. I was talking to a uh, a buddy in Charleston, and um, he said, you know, you mentioned off the top of the hour about 
you know, kind of my personality and my role. And I was like, I've always kind of envisioned myself as a bit of an introvert. And he kind of called me out. He was like, haha, you know, you learned how much, you know, people around you meant to you, you know, trying to, you know, be able to talk to people and see people every day and actually interact. And, um, yeah, I do. I definitely miss that stuff. I still think you should get that vault open. You're you you know where it's at, right? Is is it his house locked up, or is it in the over the Henderson Center? <laughs> where, where's that material out? Let's start getting that stuff going. That's right. I think it's actually. I think it is in his. Uh, he's got a lot of that stuff in his office there on his on his shelf. I've seen some of the old tapes. So, uh, I'll have to talk to him about it. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't done that yet. Had like a classic herd yeah. game every week. Or, there you go. I mean, we could do it every other day. Let's let's just get it going. I mean, Steve can pick. And, yeah. I mean, we could. We could do a pregame and everything for it. I mean, they'll give you and me something to do. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know if I need more to do right now. Um, I'm looking forward. You know, one one thing this offers me is a chance to catch up. And, uh, I feel like I'm always running two, three, four weeks behind. So uh, hopefully, here soon, I'll be able to start chipping into that big to do list. That's not my wife's to do list. Um, my work to do list. Those summer projects that sit there. And, uh, you can't get them done until June or July. Maybe I can start chipping away at those. I've already felt that. I mean, I was self-compelled to do it. You know, yard work. I've been doing some spring cleaning. I, I found mm-hmm. I found my copy of NCAA uh, football. I think ten, maybe. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So that might be going up in the. Yeah. You know, either I'm going to eBay that thing and make a lot of money, or I'm just going to play it. I don't know which. There you go. Yeah, and. Yeah, I've I've been doing that as well, but that's that's the challenge for you. You've got such a wealth and so much resources with with everybody that's part of that herd family, and you've almost got an embarrassment of, of riches there because I don't think you can go empty any some anytime soon. The tank will not empty out for you. I hope. No, I mean we just we have a lot of ideas, a lot of those ideas, a lot of things we want to execute, and <clears throat> if we're uh, you know as connected as social media makes, you know, all institutions and, and different sports uh, franchises and programs, you get a lot of ideas. There might not be, Hey, we want to take that idea, but you might be seeing something where like, okay, that's a good idea. But what if we you know, took that, did this with a twist? So I don't think those, you know, there's a lot of creative people in collegiate athletics and professional sports that are on social media teams and, um, you know, creative teams. So uh, I don't think we're going to run out of, of content anytime soon. Otherwise, you know, don't tell him. I hope he's not listening, but Mike Mike might get rid of me if, I, if we run out of content. So I better keep doing it. I don't think he's going to get rid of you. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, come on, who's going <clears> to <throat> who's going to replace you with Cornwell? We'll see. We'll see. But I, I mean, if I start writing stories on his, uh, you know, all state high school football career, or um, you know, his. 17 tackle game or whatever it was at Marshall. If I start writing stories on those, then maybe that's that's where I get my job protection. You know, that's a good idea. I suggested actually, I suggested this to, to Jason Courier when the list came out for the Hall of Fame. I I thought you might have released those names one at a time, one every day. <laughs> Just not, I got to tune in yeah. to find out who. You know, today it's uh, Albert McClellan. Who's it going to be tomorrow that makes it in? I mean, yeah. that, that could have been so fun. Hey, by the way, Albert McClellan is, the, I think, the first person uh, into the Hall of Fame that I covered. 
the Mike Hamrick hired me, or I'm sorry, Jack Bogachik hired me um, in 2009, August 2009. So that was McClellan's senior year. I think he's the first one. So hopefully we have a run on those guys in the few years ahead of, of guys that, you know, I was a beat writer from 09 to 11, but, uh, you know, played at Marshall. I know the research material will be good. The bios will be will be well written. I know that much. I hope so. I hope so too. You you're in charge of that, right? You? <laughs> well, uh, so those bios are you know, Courier, and then of course Cotton has a lot of research. So we got a lot of good writers. Uh, you know, between Courier, you know, Courier is my editor of my magazine, and Cotton has written for my magazine. So, and then of course our sports information people. Um, you know, write a ton of copy. So we've got a lot of people who can pick the, the keyboard there in that department. Chuck McGill is joining us on the program, and I'm not going to give his title. All you need to know is that he's really good at his job. He engages mm-hmm. people, and uh, you should check out HerdZone.com as a good starting point for everything Marshall-related. The social media accounts are going to be all over the place. We don't know what we're going to see. I mean, we could see that Steve Cotton coloring book any day now. I mean, we could see an acoustic mm-hmm. set by Will Ulmer again. I mean, <laughs> that that could happen. I mean, Jansen Williams we'll could sing. I don't know. I'm just throwing things we'll out see. there. We'll see. It's all on the table. Well, Nothing. Hopefully, hopefully that's self-isolating and, and staying at home, uh, whatever you want to call it. Hopefully it stokes creativity, not suppresses it. So we'll see. Looking forward to it. Uh, hey, uh, I appreciate you coming on today. I'm going to be looking forward to watching uh, you play some MLB. Uh, it's 20 now, right? You got the MLB 20. Uh, you, you got the new one simulating the season. I, what are you doing? I don't. I don't have the new one, um, but we'll we'll see when I get when I get again when I get caught up on this list. Uh, what else we could get into? But I'm not to the the video game portion of the quarantine yet. So. I thought you'd be doing that every day, playing Tiger. I mean, playing Tiger King on Netflix. I mean, come on. I mean, I have I have, I have dove into Tiger King. So. I have it. Tell me about it. What What do I need to know? Uh, um, it's just uh, a, a really, truly unbelievable collection of of personalities. So, um, it's it's my wife. I don't think is as into it as as I am, but um, I'm gonna I'm through four episodes, so. We'll see uh, if I can finish it up here tonight or tomorrow. Okay, so I should watch this. You know me, so I should watch this. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. I give, Yeah, I think, I, you know, shoot, I mean, we've got enough time right now. I think you should definitely watch it. So. Okay. Um, but, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I call it, I think it's, I think it's just a fascinating, uh, and then, you know, one of the main characters, or I say characters because they're real people, but um, main subjects of the documentary, um, grew up in Charleston with my best friend's mom, as in the guy I was, um, he was the best man at my wedding and I was the best man at his wedding. Um, so there was, I found that out the other day and actually informed the mom and she had no, even no idea that the documentary existed, but, um, that's a fun little connection. Okay. I'm looking forward to this now. I'm now I'm intrigued. All I yeah, know is uh, Joe Exotic yeah. and I Saw Tiger as a song. That's all I know about this. Yeah, the Carol Baskin is, is the character. She lived in Sissonville in Charleston uh, for a few years in the 70s. And she's been putting these videos on YouTube um, 
talking about her time growing up in Charleston, West Virginia, uh, and she was listing all of her friends in fifth grade, and she mentioned uh, my best friend's mom on there, and I was like, what? And I called her, and she had no she had no clue. I mean, she knew of Carol and knew her name then, uh, her maiden name. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird documentary, but I think you'll like it, Paul. Okay. Go for it. I'm going to check you, it out. You said you wanted to have fun. Go I have do. Fun. I need fun. You know, I need content right. for this program because right. you see, here's my dilemma. I'm trying to keep a straight face. The same time, I'm trying to have fun. I don't know where I need to go right now. I mean, no, 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 no. There's no rules right now, other than the rules to stay at home. Stay at home is a rule, but otherwise, there are no rules. I mean, you can wear pajamas all day. You can have ice cream for breakfast. You can have steak for your midnight snack. I don't care. There's no rules anymore, Paul. You know, so just, just, just go for it. You remember, I am. I'm here at the station, right? You know, I I come in. Uh, yeah, so I can't wear pajama pants a, here. Yeah, no, you can. You can. I'm telling you, you can. We'll see. We'll talk about right. it. We'll talk about All right. it. Okay, so right. you're telling me I should just have fun. I should just do whatever I want. Whatever I like, do it on this show for, for right now. Yeah, if, if if you're staying safe, okay, okay, I want you to stay safe and healthy. That's job one. All right. Then job two, have fun. Okay. You know? It's risky business time. Just go crazy. Okay, so anything I want, anything is open game here for this uh, show. Any topic, any yeah. topic. Yeah. If you get if you get fired, it's not my fault. <laughs> but go for it. I like <laughs> it. Like if you take my advice and you lose your job, it's not my fault. But go for it. Okay. I'll... Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. I will. Um, I will ease into the just letting it all hang out there um, portion. I, I'll, all right. All yeah. right. We'll do that. Let me know how that goes. I will. I'll consult with you. Right. Um, we'll, we'll we'll stay in touch. Chuck McGill, right. go on HerdZone.com. Follow him. He's um he d- he's good at what he does. That's all you need to know. Thanks, buddy. Right. Appreciate you. Thanks, Paul. Bye. There you have it, Chuck McGill. Check out HerdZone.com and all the Marshall social media accounts. So that was fun. That was fun because uh, I've been struggling personally. Just what do I do every day on this show? What do I do? How do I balance all of this? And I'm just going to go for it. So when I get back from break, uh, maybe I'm breaking out the pajama pants. I don't know. We'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Went a little long in that last segment, but that's okay. Good stuff with Chuck McGill. If you missed any part of the interview today, all you have to do is go back, catch it on demand later on this evening if you're listening live. And, of course, those of you who listen on the podcast, you know the deal. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast, where you can find The Drive with yours truly here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'll say this. The one thing that has really helped as far as keeping me engaged is the fact that the NFL continuing their business, even though we're not at that point yet where we're talking about moving games back, postponing games, cancellation of season, we're not at that point yet. So we're still moving forward with football, at least from the NFL side. Today, the Cincinnati Bengals making the announcement that they have released veteran cornerback Dre Kirkpatrick. So 
He was with the Bengals, played 67 games. I'm sorry, he made 99 appearances, started 67 games. Excuse me there. He also had 10 interceptions and 65 pass deflections. So the Bengals making more maneuvers today again. I don't know what this thing is called, free agency. I'm so new to it. So I'm learning as we go what this actually means. It looks like the Bengals are trying to make the football team better and trying to free up some cap space and trying to put guys on the roster that they think they can compete with. It's strange. I know I've not seen it before, and so I'm a little new to it. So please forgive me for maybe not understanding what it looks like to see the Cincinnati Bengals try to make the football team better. And, of course, we know it's coming soon, the draft, and there's an interesting story in the Miami Herald. It looks like Miami's still going to try to make a play for the overall draft pick that the Bengals hold, the number one overall draft pick. And if the Bengals fret this thing away, if they make maneuvers that do not ensure they get the number one draft pick and they do something stupid, I'm done. Again, I'm putting it out there. I'm done. If they can't take advantage of this, it's the number one draft pick. Take Joe Burrow, go about your day. You've made all the maneuvers you can to get this point in the season to set up. Andy Dalton, you can't you can't offload him. You're probably just going to release him. I don't see him being the expensive backup quarterback. So don't blow it. That's all I'm saying. But MiamiHerald.com with a story today about the fact that Miami's trying to make that push. Whatever. Don't do it. Don't do it, Bengals. All right, we're going to take the final break, come back. We're going to wrap it up here on today's edition. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You know, one thing we haven't really got into, I talked a little bit about the Cincinnati Bengals, but the NFL in general making changes. The vote passes. Guess what? They're doing it. The NFL owners have expanded the playoff field to football. Greatest prize, the Super Bowl, to 14 teams. So, can an 8-8 eight eight team, as ESPN reports, win the Super Bowl? It's a possibility now. So, Here's what's going to happen. The vote was connected to the new collective bargaining agreement, which the owners and the players all approved earlier this month. The NFL has added two wild card spots. There are now going to be three wild card teams in the NFC, also another three in the AFC. So seven playoff teams per conference. So seven teams per conference. We're expanding to 14. So that's cool, right? More teams, more opportunity. The resulting six wildcard games will be played in back-to-back triple headers during wildcard weekend. This year will be January 9th and 10th, if everything goes as planned as far as the schedule is concerned. One of the new games, a 4.40 p.m. kickoff, we even know the time, on January 10th will be broadcast on CBS and streamed on CBS All Access, which I do have that. It's worth it, by the way, if you like CBS. There's also going to be a separately produced broadcast on Nickelodeon, of all places, geared towards a younger audience. 
NBC and Telemundo will air Sunday's 8.15 p.m. game. The number seven seeds will play the number two seeds in that round, meaning that only the number one seed gets a first-round bye. So if you're the first-round bye, if you're the team, you're number one, you don't have to play. If you're number two, you just got host. If you're the two seed, years and years have gone by, and the one seed and the two seed have gotten their first round off, and they can sit back and get ready. So now if you're the number two seed, you just got hosed, the number one seed sitting all pretty. The number one seed doesn't have to play. The number one seed gets the extra week to prepare, to rest. The number one seed is the team that has the easiest path to the Super Bowl now. I don't know if that's cool. But at the same time, the number two seed has made a run, and sometimes the number two seed has come in and won the Super Bowl. So it's possible. So that just changes the dynamic. So what's the deal here? Why are we doing this? Well, the first reason is you're extending the season. So instead of those four weeks where we've got those exhibition games and then you've got your regular season schedule, You've got a situation now where you're adding more viable inventory. You're adding an actual game that people are going to care about. Because let's be honest, unless you're me, you're not tuning into those preseason games. You might listen in. You might watch a little bit. You might just say, what's going on? You might just kind of be interested. You might be that person. But maybe you're not. So now you're tuned in because you've got a game, an actual game that counts, and you're going to tune in. That's an extra game on the regular season. At the same time, you expand the playoffs. That's more inventory. That's more inventory that the league can sell. That's more inventory that they can offer to their media partners. More content, more opportunity for ad revenue, more opportunity for fans to be in the stadium more opportunity to buy those overpriced beverages or get some gear at the stadium store, more opportunities, more opportunities, more money, more money, everybody gets paid. That's what's happening right here. We love football. The NFL knows we love football, so they're giving us more football. That's what we're seeing. And with that, I'm going to call it a close to tonight's show. Thanks for tuning in. I want to especially thank Chuck McGill for hanging out with me during these trying times. Uh, we'll do better tomorrow. Paul Swan, your host, here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And don't forget, wash your damn hands. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.